right. Good morning. We are here with, I'm going to make sure I get the name of this right, Entry Solomon. And there was Next Generation Impact is what it's called. So, um, Ed, I just want you to take it from here and give us the background of what that is and how you got here. Sure. Um, well, to start with, Trey and I are very thankful for Trinity. We, um, we started in missions over 25 years ago. And Trinity has been there as a faithful prayer supporter, encourager, financial supporter for that time, somewhere between 24, 25 years. And uh, we look back and we go, well, it's just neat to see how God has directed us along the way. Our passion and our calling has always been with children. Um, and when I was with CEF, I've served a number of years as the military children's director and focusing on that. And back in 2019, uh, had over 20 years. And so uh, I decided it was time to, quote, retire. And instead of retiring, I had some friends that came along and said, hey, we're starting this new missions organization. And we'd like for you to focus on ministering to military children because we know that's your heartbeat and your passion, both of you. Uh, spent 25 years in the National Guard, 10 of those as an Army National Guard chaplain in Alabama. Uh, had a deployment for a year where I was separated from my wife and my kids uh, to Egypt. And so I never get hot. I enjoy hot weather. Um, <laughs> Trey's always cold. I'm always hot. <laughs> and, uh, but during that time, uh, dealing with soldiers for that, those 10 years, especially that year during deployment, just seeing the needs of uh, families, military families, and how uh, many times the children are forgotten. Um, we were talking uh, about two years ago, um, my friend Ron, who's the founder of NGI, he and I met over in Columbus with Jeff Struker, who's a chaplain. He's a decorated Army uh, Ranger. Uh, during Black Hawk Down, he was enlisted. He was on that convoy. And then after that experience, um, he realized God was calling him to more, and he became an Army chaplain. Uh, in the Rangers, and then he retired and pastors a church right outside uh, Fort Benning. And so we were able to meet with him and just ask his perspective on things. And he was like, you know, military children give so much. And he was like, so little is being done with them. And so, and he was also sharing with us, so uh, little ministry is being done with military. Uh, on a military focus basis with churches. <laughs> and so, uh, we, you know, we see a lot of churches that are military friendly, but they're not necessarily military focused. They really don't know the needs of military families and kids that are moving in and out of the community. And just to give you some uh, statistics, over one million children uh, worldwide who uh, had a parent in the military. One-third of the school-age military children demonstrate behaviors such as being anxious, worrying, crying more frequently. Um, there's studies out right now where they're uh, in an increasing number seeking behavioral 
health. Uh, and so we see those kind of stats coming out. Um, the average military family moves three times more often than their civilian counterparts. And you can imagine being a military child, and I know some of you have been in the military, and you move from, say, West Coast to East Coast or from the U.S. to Korea or, you know, Europe, and you're carrying your kids with you, and they have to pick up and leave and start relationships again. So their experience of the first day of school, uh, I remember how terrifying that was for me in first grade, and every time we changed schools, my parents moved a lot here in Montgomery, and so I was coming to school a lot. Um, but they're having to do that in different cultures, and so they really don't form uh, deep, solid relationships. They know they're going to leave. And so a lot of their relationships with other kids, other friends, are just, they're at a level of, you know, we realize that we're military, <coughs> but we're going to be moving within a year to three years. And so some of that stability is not there. Um, the military child is expected to support the mission by understanding the needs of the parents to deploy, to relocate, and to put the family needs second to the call of duty. And so they're, they're really giving up a lot, but, but they're not, from what we have found, uh, they're very patriotic military kids. Uh, they support their parents. They, they, uh, they talk about what their mom or their dad does in the military. Uh, Tree had an experience at Fort Bragg where, um, if you like to share that. <laughs> Sorry. I get this from my grandfather. I blame him. It's always been emotional. Um, but anyway, we were um, ministering to kids at Fort Bragg, and um, the kids were going around and sharing what their parents did. And this one little boy was sharing that his dad's job was packing the parachutes. And the more we talked and the more he came back, the weight that he carried because of his dad's job, the responsibility he felt for all his other kids' parents uh, was just overwhelming to him. And to be able to share that and um, us pray about it and pray for his dad, you know, and um, it was just very eye-opening for me as to what uh, the weight that the kids are carrying um, for what the kids did. Um, and Fort Bragg was very interesting. We stayed with a chaplain while we were there, and um, the chaplains at Fort Bragg would wear their blues once a week um, because they didn't want their kids to associate their blues with death because they were putting them on so often to go make death notifications. They just decided as a group that we're going to wear our blues once a week so that that's more, you know, so our kids don't necessarily associate that with death all the time. Every time they leave the house, I mean, they carry a lot. 
Trey and I were at a conference last year called the Flagship Conference. It's with Military Missions Network. And most of the major military mission organizations were there, like Crew Military, uh, Cadence, OCF, um, FCA Chaplain Endorser. Some of you may know Matt Griffith. I'm not sure. Lives in South Alabama. Uh, he was there. Reboot Recovery, which deals with PTSD. <coughs> and they have support groups that meet and they go through a 12-week course study to help military deal with PTSD from a biblical basis. All of them, uh, as we were talking with them, uh, minister to service members, to spouses, and uh, very few even minister to the teenagers. But as we were talking and, and, and really, you know, t- sharing with them what we did in our focus, we were the only ones at the conference that were focused on military children. And it was like, wow, you have nothing for military kids. They're like, no, you know, we, we have Bible studies going on with the military members and their spouses. And, and we asked, we were talking with Reboot Recovery. Um, we said, well, what do you do with children? You know, while you're meeting with the parents, uh, because they, they like to get the couples in. That way they, they deal with a lot of the issues. And they were like, well, we, uh, you know, we just provide childcare. They get to go play out, outside or whatever for an hour, two hours. And it's, and so as we were talking with them, we said, well, what, what do you think about the possibility? If you had a curriculum available where you could go, and teach military children, you know, share the gospel with them, um, teach them biblical principles, and they were like, wow, that would just be wonderful. And so that's been our focus uh, as we come away from that conference, is really trying to partner with uh, churches that are military-focused. There's some called the Praetorian Project, and they plant themselves – they do a church plant right outside the gates and like major military installations and to try to connect with them and offer them materials, um, missions organizations as well, and say, this is what we have uh, so far. And, you know, and to listen to them and see what the needs are as well to be able to develop more tools. <coughs> um, one of the things that we've developed, and I've got a copy here. I don't have the whole copy of it. On our website, all of our curriculum is free. Uh, a church or an organization, uh, a chapel, military chaplain can go on. It's, uh, they register. It's free. They can download all the files. And so they get uh, something like this. And this is just kind of the welcome letter. Uh, but we've developed um, a parent's night out kit where we'll put one out quarterly. Uh, two have been developed and two more have been developed. Um, first one is called Oodles and Noodles and it's just a game with like noodles. But the parent's night out is to encourage a group of people to minister to the military people in their community. That way, when a military family moves in, say Terry and I move into a community and we don't know anyone. And we're like, well, who, you know, we don't know anyone, 
but we sure need a date night. <laughs> you know, we need some time away from these kids, you know, and what, what do we do with them? And it can be an unsaved family, you know, and they see a church or a group that says, hey, we've got a parents' night out. Uh, take your spouse for a date night. Uh, we've got a program set up for your children. And they would come in and they would hear a Bible lesson. They would play games, uh, eat, all those things. And, um, and it would be something that could continue on a quarterly basis. So it's really an outreach program to reach out to military families uh, around the nation. And really, a church overseas could do that as well to minister. And so this is something we're excited about. Uh, we went to Camp Victory, which is in Sampson, Alabama, this last summer. And uh, out of the children that were there, we were like the focus missions time. And a third of those children that were there that week were military children out of Fort Rucker. And so uh, my wife, is her background is education. And so uh, I asked her if she would really take that time and, and work with, uh, come up with a plan to see what children would do. We talked about that, and uh, she's not going to take the credit for that, but she's very gifted in that regard. So she was asking the children, she's like, okay, if you had to come up with a party uh, for military kids, what would you do? What would the theme be? What would the Bible lesson be? What kind of games would you play? And so they had to work and create their own curriculum for that week. And so they learned a little bit more about how you create curriculum. And, uh, and we took all those ideas and then sent those to our headquarters and said, you know, here's all the material that we gathered from children um, that, you know, they're saying this is what they would like to do. And so out of that, these parents' night out uh, formulated. And so we're, we're really excited about this, um, to be able to create something and then be able to say, here it is. You can download it. It's free. And we're not charging you a, a penny for it. Um, just use it. Use it to reach children. And so for me, that's something that's really, really exciting. All of our material is gospel-centered. Uh, it's discipleship focus, and it's apologetics focus as well. We want military children to be able to defend their faith uh, as they're talking with other children to be able to explain, this is why I believe what I believe, especially in our culture today, as they get bombarded with all sorts of different directions and teachings that are out there. I can only imagine the stress of moving, but in addition to that, the stress of watching the parent go and you being left and then worrying about them being deployed. That's a whole other layer, too, I'm sure. And our kids were teenagers when it was deployed, and we didn't realize until probably even that two years the effect that it had, especially. Yeah, it really, it really has an impact on our old, I mean, our youngest daughter. Um, just the things that she was experiencing and uh, kind of a real anger that I left. She understood I had to leave, that I had to go on deployment, but at the same time, she was 
harboring a lot of anger about that. I wasn't there, you know, during that time. Uh, I remember back in 2009 when I went off to Chaplin Basic School at Fort Jackson. She was younger. She was probably nine, yeah, maybe nine. And uh, the night before I had to leave for Fort Jackson, I went upstairs and I said, Abby, I'm going to leave before you get up in the morning. I'm going to Fort Jackson, which is in South Carolina. It's not in Afghanistan. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to, you know, to school tomorrow. I've got to leave the chaplain basic. And uh, she was up in the bedroom and she was just leaving. And she was just like, you're going to die. Oh, and I'm like, at school? <laughs> I know I've got to repel. That would scare me to death, but I've got to repel and I've got to do different things. But I'm not planning on dying at Fort Jackson. But in her mind, she couldn't really distinguish whether I was what I was doing. I was just going away with the military, and I was going to be gone for ninety something days. And so we see that a lot with military children, and we really want to impact military children with the gospel as well as their families, because a lot of military families will move in and they disperse all over the place. Maxwell is a perfect example of that. People will ask all the time, what's going on at Maxwell? And it's like, Maxwell is like an anomaly for military installation. People move in, they go to school at Maxwell, but they live in Prattville, Wetumpka, Millbrook, Montgomery, Pike Road, and they get um, into a local church and even the National Guard. And so you, you, it's hard to distinguish and a lot of the military chapels, including Maxwell, we had a chaplain that's, that within the past two years that was ready to close the chapel at Maxwell, the Protestant chapel. I don't think he could do it, but he wanted to close it because he's like, the numbers are not there. You know, it's just uh, several retirees that are coming. It's not meeting its mission. And so there are some services like the Navy in the Air Force that are re-looking at their chapels to see how effective they are, you know, and if they are meeting the goals of actually being a chapel. And you think that's because the people are finding churches in locally, but they're just not used to it? Um, they're either finding churches locally. Uh, Fort Benning, for example, I think over 2,000 people are being uh, they're getting rid of like base housing, and so they're having to move out into Columbus, and so for them to get up on a Sunday and go back on yeah. the installation, um, I don't know about the Air Force, but in the Army, we say we want to live as far away from the flagpole as possible, and so if there's an opportunity to live off the installation and be in the community, we're going to do that. And so uh, even with that, the vast majority are just not going to wake up on Sunday and go to church. Do you you mentioned teens? Do you have something specifically for that age group, or is it mostly the younger children? It's for children <coughs> because um, there are organizations that are out there that are really good that are ministering to military children. Uh, Youth for Christ. Uh, I know that out at Fort Bliss, they have a huge ministry going on with military teams, and so they try to put that around the nation. And then Club Beyond, which is uh, 
won't say it's the young world. I think it's the young world. Uh, they have military club beyond. And they actually have a, cl- uh, a government contract. Uh, I don't know how they were able to do that, but they have, a, they have to meet certain specifications being under a government contract. But they're, they're one of the few that have something like that, and they've expanded all over the globe. They have they're places. Teenagers. Yeah. Well, that's good, because that's definitely what teenagers part of right. on a good day. <laughs> so part of, our, part of our thinking is that we want to reach out to like Club Beyond and say, what are you doing with teens? Say, for example, Fort Benning, and how can we complement that? What can we do to minister to military children? Because we know that you're going to get them at some point if they stay there. Uh, And so what can we do to help and assist to minister to military children? You know, because when they move, if they're already connected with a program, then they're more likely at the next installation to go, hey, you know, at um, Impact Military Kids, they mentioned Club Beyond, and uh, do we have a location here and get them, get them involved? So we want to network and work together closely with military organizations. I have a meeting later today. Uh, I know House Waring from, uh, met him right when he moved to Montgomery. Uh, had a friend that knew him in Alaska, and so um, I was asking about meeting last week, and he was out of town. I think he was going to be on the West Coast, and so I had a meeting with him later this morning to just, you know, talk about curriculum and what we can do to maybe partner together, uh, because it's easier to partner together to say, hey, if you're ministering to military families, what can they do to minister to children? Whether you're doing a retreat or if you're doing a camp or a Bible study, how can we work together to do this? Great partnership. Just talking to him. What last month, please? Y'all have any questions? We belong to something called CRCC, the Chaplains through the Presbyterian and Reform Group. There are denominational um, endorsing agencies and chaplains. Uh, so I was just curious whether they had a children's ministry. Uh, just a they were out. Uh, I think so. I know the Baptist <coughs> equivalent was there, but I'm pretty sure the Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Was at that that same. Was, that was not perfect. Yeah. Um, but even like with chaplains, they are so busy with what they're doing to minister to soldiers and right. spouses that they're, for example, like an army chaplain for me, I was a chaplain over a battalion of soldiers. So <clears throat> even on a drill weekend, most of my time was spent counseling. Uh, my commander would say, hey, you need to go up to this unit. And we had one unit in, in Jacksonville that she was like, I'm just going to put you up there permanently. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> she was like, because, you know, you're having to go up there all the time for counseling situations. <clears throat> Soldiers or, or problems they're experiencing in their families. And, um, and so dealing with the soldiers and their spouses and those issues, there was no way to spend any time or any focus, um, and that wasn't my focus anyways. If you 
So in that role, minister to children and youth. And so even on active duty, chaplains are looking at like a big picture, but if someone can come in and say, hey, we've got these materials, we can train your chapel volunteers, we can uh, train and equip uh, for you, you know, for them to do the ministry, here's curriculum, it's free, it's not going to cost the government any money, it's not going to come out of your military funds. Uh, they're more open to that. Because then they don't spend anything. When I was went to Fort Bliss in El Paso, uh, I had a, several years back, I met with the chaplain, and uh, he said, how, you know, I wasn't expecting this question. He was just like, how much does this cost? You know, because they were used to spending for vacation Bible school like thousands upon thousands, huge sets and those things, and I said, well, I can bring a team in to teach for uh, you know, a week or two, and it's not going to cost you anything. And he was like, are you serious? It's not going to cost me anything? I was like, it's not going to cost you anything. We, you know, we, we're fully supported. We're going to come in and do it. And he, his, uh, his response was, well, that's good. He said, I think I can work with you. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I was going to tell you that I-10 runs both ways. And you can just get back on the interstate. And I was like, well, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> but he was concerned about spending money and yeah. didn't want to spend additional funds, funds for that. Um, that's why, again, I'm so thankful that all of our materials are free and you can download them. Um, and so for me, that's something that's exciting. It seems like the military is very open to any kind of ministry that you don't get any pushback like you know you might see in schools or something. Is that the correct assumption? It depends on the chaplain. Okay. Um, I know when we had when Maxwell did have some some children there, uh Tree had an experience, the senior chaplain or the wing chaplain was a Muslim chaplain. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing that every time the group was teaching the Bible lesson he was downstairs, you know, hearing the gospel, but he was like preparing snacks and that kind of stuff. But, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going, oh, God has you down here for a reason. <laughs> you're hearing the gospel over and over for five days. So it really, it really depends on the installation, the chaplain setup, what they allow in. Um, you know, and if they won't allow... Uh, an outside group to come in, like a church team to come in to do that. If they have chapel volunteers, then the materials can be used by them as well. Is what does the presence of next um, generation impact overseas? It would seem like there might be a bigger need there than even in the states. Where, like you say, there are. Churches, some churches get it, some don't, but um, overseas there's kind of minimal churches around most military facilities. Um, that's something that we're looking to reach out to. Um, we've been to several missions conferences, and uh, we were at Eastwood Friday night, and there's a couple that are going to uh, Japan. It was Korea. Okay. And so he was talking about uh, putting a church um, 
where there's like three different groups that are coming in. Expatriates from the U.S., they have a Korean population, expatriates from the U.S., and a huge military contingency that's there. And he was a former intelligence officer in the Korean military. And so I wrote that down. I'm like, contact him. <laughs> and so he's on my list to contact to say, this is what we have. We would love to partner with you and do that. Because you're right, when you get overseas, there's very, yeah. very few opportunities other than the base chapel. Generally, the community is stronger there mm-hmm. the military people. But, sure. um, but there's not a lot of churches other than the chapel. Sure. I'm thinking of Miguel in Okinawa. Gentleman that we support, and he. I mean, there's so yeah. many. There's a four or five <coughs> military. Did you say all like even the NASA was represented there? Oh right, yeah. Um, that so he is. There was a church there, but he's going to pastor it. Anyway, he'd be a great contact with that. There's a lot of connections over there. Yeah, we. Um, you know, it's interesting looking at different. Uh, Different things like I was on a call yesterday with our leadership with uh, Next Generation Impact, and they were talking about our website and that we've had kids from all over the world when we went live with our website, not just the military part of it, but they were trying to figure out, okay, how can we track this and figure out, because some of the VPN numbers, I don't understand all the computer stuff, but they're like in some countries, uh, it's more secure, you know, and, and they have to be careful how they uh, connect to the internet, and so it might give them a VPN number for somewhere else. And um, but they're like, we've had hits from all over the world where people are downloading the free materials. Uh, we just don't know the full scope of that yet, of how that's how that's working. But yeah, definitely, if we can partner with military overseas or even international <coughs> militaries. And say these are materials, they're free, they're downloadable, you can use them to minister to military children. So I know resources over there are harder to get. And again, um, I would be surprised if, if any of them were really ministering to military children. Question, please. You mentioned you provide counseling to the military people, but how about their the support group for their spouses? Do you provide that? Uh, we don't. <coughs> we provide uh, ministry to military children, uh-huh. and then we work with other organizations that are ministering to military members and their spouses. Um, one of the things that we've talked about doing, we we haven't done it yet, is reboot recovery. Uh, I mentioned it's a ministry that uh, deals with PTSD, and they have like different. Parts of that. They do military first responders. And so you can do a reboot recovery brief with just military. And uh, Trey and I have talked about that that may be something that we want to do, or with my chaplain experience, uh, to lead a reboot recovery brief and then also offer the programs that we do with, for military children just to test to see how that would work. And that way we can better answer some questions for reboot recovery. And so this is what we did in Montgomery, you know, with a group of people, and it worked really good. And uh, and we want to to use this. 
Right, uh, we might just lead into a time of prayer. Is there anything besides what you've um, given us here on our list that you would like for us to pray for? Um, and what we've <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. Just networking opportunities. Uh, like you said, if you know people uh, you can connect us with, that would be that would be tremendous. Um, that way we can get our materials out to them and start developing relationships and partnerships with them. Thank you for this time that we were able to talk to and just uh, we thank you for their use of service that they've had and the children coming through CEF and the next generation and it's encouraging to hear what's going on out there and Lord I, I think about the military that uh, <clears throat> they're such a vital part of our nation it's such a vital part that uh, we take care of them, Lord, that we share the gospel with them. But um, we're there to meet the needs of, of the families, of the military people themselves, and the hardships they go through. And then the, the family, the, the marriages, Lord, we're taking care of that. And then sometimes, Lord, we might not think about the children. But that is such a vital part of them. Um, the strength of the, that family and our nation that they are raised up to love you and, and uh, love our nation and, and understand um, why we do what we do. At one time we were a Christian nation and we were built on a solid foundation. So I, I pray that for their son and his wife and that family and Lord that <coughs> they may come to know you, that you would open the door that way. Uh, a lot of us have family members that we pray for all the time. And Lord, I, I pray that we pray, and Lord, that you would answer our prayers and, and draw these uh, wayward children uh, to you. So, in uh, thinking about all the opportunities that we've heard here, the, uh, the networking possibilities, and just knowing what outstanding material that comes out from I know from CEF and I know from next generation material that is there. So biblically based and so, so absolutely true that we don't have to worry about that. So again, I just thank you for their years of service. I thank you for our years here at Trinity supporting these people. And I think about the people that um, have been serving us. And I think of Tom and the years he's had there and the many others here. So. I pray that we might be an outreach to the people at um, Maxwell that need to bring their family to a church that they'll hear the truth and all of their children can be called. So we are blessed, and I pray, Lord, that you would continue to, to use us and pray this in Christ's name.
Lord, thank you for um, allowing us to be here this morning. We can hear more about this ministry, Lord. We just pray that you continue to um, bless them and open doors for them and give them opportunities, Lord, to share their materials with children all over the world, Lord, and to come alongside these children, Lord, and the, the burdens that they share and that they uh, might not fully understand, Lord, but we know it can take a toll. We just ask that you will lift them up and, and support them, Lord. We just ask that you will be with um, the son and his wife, Lord, to pursue them and help them find their way back to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time and the, the privilege it is to meet with Ed and Tree. And, and just we we thank you uh, for the ministry that that they've had. Thank you that you've been able to use them in these many ways. I'm grateful for their faithfulness in serving you, their faithfulness in responding to your call in their lives uh, to see the gospel. Changed the lives of children in many ways through child evangelism and now through this particular ministry aimed at military kids. And uh, you've given them an understanding of the unique needs that, that families uh, bear and that children, especially in the, the sense of disconnectedness that is, is very common. But I pray that you would use this ministry to bring the gospel to these children and help these children understand your your call in their lives, that they would know you and that they would love you and that they would serve you. Grateful for the the reach um, that that technology enables. Um, it seems like it's it's a means uh, for evil and sometimes and, and as we see, but it's a, it's a means for great good as well. We're, we're grateful for this that. Um, Technology enables places all around the world to access this information that Ed and Free have created, uh, this curriculum essentially, and uh, their encouragement to others who are working in this arena, the awareness that they create among the other military uh, ministries that would, would focus on adults and yet to help them also realize the need of children. So I pray for Ed and Tree and pray that you keep them strong, um, that you would bless their marriage, that you would bless their uh, con continued growth and service to you. I pray that you provide the financial support they need. And I do pray for their son and daughter. And I just hear uh, a mother's uh, call here that uh, to see uh, the children walking with you. And they've been taught. Um, your word reminds us that... Um, train up a child in the way they should go. They should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. And we know that, that, that children do as they grow. They find their own way, and yet we pray that the son would, would return to, to worship you and know you and honor his life choices in his life. Father, bless us, each of us today as we go about this day and the things for which you've appointed us that we would be faithful uh, stewards of your blessings as well. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.